0: Welcome to our webinar on the inaugural uh, series uh, One Key Idea. Um, I'm sharing my webcam. I'm guessing that you guys can uh, perhaps see me. Um, uh, I'm not going to be doing this for long because I think it will uh, distract people but just wanted to uh, greet you personally and say hello. Uh, As you may know I'm uh, president of RBCS. Uh, We are a worldwide training, consulting, and expert services company based in San Antonio, Texas, with clients around the world. Uh, for over 20-plus years, we have been providing insight and confidence to our clients by helping them improve their software testing and quality practices, and we can certainly help you, too. So um, hope you uh, let us know if you are looking for training, uh, consulting, or expert services related to testing. Uh, I also happen to be the author of 13 books on software testing, uh, two of which are coming out this year, and uh, former president of the ISTQB. So we are doing something a little bit different uh, today. We're doing the uh, One Key Idea, where the whole idea of these One Key Idea uh, webinars is instead of me talking to you about something, I'm going to show you something. And it's going to be something that's going to be, I believe, immediately useful to you. And so today... It's going to be how to do pairwise testing with the Axe tool. Not, not Axe like you cut down a tree, but Axe like you act uh, a certain way. So um, so that you're not distracted by me looking the other direction, which I'm about to be doing, I'm going to shut down my webcam, but uh, hi, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. How do I do that? Uh, stop sharing your webcam. That looks like that's the right button. Okay. Um, so end the show here and you'll see what um, I think I'm going to end the show. Yeah, there we go. All right. So let's make the slide go away here for the moment. Um, We'll minimize it. It'll come back later with the uh, um, uh, Q&A session. I'll put the uh, advertisement up as usual with the Q&A session. But for these demos, what I want to do here is uh, Uh, go through, uh, as I said, some some tools. Um, So let's say, let me set up the problem here. Let's say that you are uh, testing a mobile app, um, and one of the things that you're hearing is that the connectivity state can have an interesting interaction with the behaviors of your mobile app. This is not a hypothetical thing I use a mobile app called uh, podcast addict to listen to podcasts and if everything is fine and not changing with respect to connectivity then the sound and playback is okay but if anything starts going on from a connectivity point of view um, connection drops connection changes state somehow or another that causes some static uh, or some jitter or possibly even a pause and then a restart in the audio playback. So let's say that you're worried about something like that happening to you. And so, let me see if I can get the uh, let me get the spotlight up over here, okay. <clears throat> so I sit down or you sit down and you identify various connectivity factors and the options for each factor that might affect your uh, mobile app. So. You say, okay. Um, uh-huh, I got an interesting comment here from B saying, I'm not seeing anything. Um, I'm seeing that you guys are seeing my screen. Um, anybody else having uh, video problems right now and not seeing anything? Yeah. Okay, everybody sees it. Okay. Uh, you might just try to drop out and come back on um, or refresh try to try to do a refresh um, yeah okay what you should be seeing right now is uh, me pointing at a um, Windows photo viewer no um, oh. I've seen the webinar title. What the heck? Here, let <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Let me... Um... <clears throat> all. Okay, Taz is seeing it. Huh. Some people are seeing the main page. I'm going to stop sharing the screen for the moment and then I'm going to go back. Okay, now Now we're going to go back to that. Uh, The uh, learning curve associated with the demo effect. It was was sure to happen. Okay. Um, So what you should see now is the uh, upper left-hand corner. Um, And um, in the upper left-hand corner, I'm pointing at the connectivity factors that might affect your mobile app. Um, So you got the Bluetooth, Wi-Fi connection. Wi-Fi frequency, Wi-Fi calling turned on or off, your NFC near uh, near uh, field uh, communication on off work uh, off on or connected, uh, mobile data off or on mobile connection the different types of uh, mobile connections that you might have, um, and um, <clears throat> then we have the uh, um, total number of possible combinations here. Um, Oh, wow, this is—I'm still getting people complaining about not seeing things. Uh, okay, I'm—I'm I'm, for those of you who are not seeing it, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. I'm not getting any indications that there are any sort of problems. Um, so uh, I'm just going to have to continue for those who are seeing it. And uh, if you're having problems, please try to refresh, come back in. Um, hopefully that solves the uh, solves the issue. Uh, Okay, so here I'm going to focus on just doing this for for those of us who are are not having uh, problems This inevitable um, demo effect thing. Okay, so this is is our problem as shown here. Connectivity factors are the options that might affect the mobile app. And uh, there's a fairly limited number of factors and a limited number of options per factor. But if you do the math, what you find is that there are 3,840 possible combinations Because you multiply the number of uh, options for each factor together, and that's what you get. So you're not going to do that, are you? Um, now, n- something important to point out about this is that these combinations, um, these, different, these different factors are um, supposedly independent, right? I can change these independently. Um, so... That's an important thing to keep in mind. i'm going to come I'm going to revisit the issue of what happens when you're dealing with factors that are not independent in a minute. So let's say um, I decide I want to focus on testing for pairwise interaction. Now, what is pairwise interaction? Pairwise interaction is where what I'm going to do is I'm going to check to see if any given combination, say, A particular Bluetooth connection option like weak connection, or weak connection on Wi-Fi, excuse me, together with one connection for Bluetooth, if those two settings causes interference with my application. Um, Now, there's a technique uh, using orthogonal arrays to do this, which some of you may have seen me demonstrate before. Uh, Let me uh, turn that volume down. It's pretty loud. Um, Actually disconnect that. Okay. We're going to use a tool called ACTS, A-C-T-S, which is from the National Institutes of Standards Standards and Technology, Um, and instead of using an orthogonal array, and this is going to make our life um, uh, a lot easier. Um, So what we're going to do here is fire up the ACTS tool. Okay, and whoops, 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 whoops! Darn it! <laughs> okay, No. <laughs> this is the axe tool. That's what I want to show you. Okay, and let's get the uh, get the problem back up here. Um, okay, so. The AXE tool is going to help us out by generating the um, um, pairwise table for us. And um, what we'll do is we'll create a new... Uh, problem here and this is a uh, new a new uh, system and by the way this tool is just it's a free download from the National Institutes of Standards and Technology so you go to nist.gov and look for the axe tool and you can find it and uh, what we'll do is uh, oh, I don't know what it's doing I went to create a new system it's popping it up on my main window here, but I've now fixed it. So so we're gonna have our system name and we're gonna call this mobile app connect test, okay? So that's what what we're gonna call it. And then we're gonna add some parameters. So we got the first parameter is Bluetooth and this is what's called an enum, an enumerated type. So in other words, it's a list of of, uh, factors. Okay, and we type in the value, so Bluetooth off is one value, Bluetooth on is another value, one connection is yet another value, and multi connection is yet another value. Okay, Um, all right, so we now add that to the table, and then we go and say, okay, Wi-Fi connection oh yeah, that's right can't have spaces in that wi-fi connection that's also an enum off is one no connection is the next one weak connection is the next one and strong oops strong connection is the next one all right so we add that to the table and now we got wi-fi oops Every now and then you find yourself in the wrong place here, which uh, you saw I just did. So then you get the Wi-Fi frequency. So we got 2.4, 3.6, 4.9, 5, or just 5.0, just for completeness sake there. So I'm a stickler for those kind of details. Uh, so there's the frequency. Now we got Wi-Fi calling. Okay, and that's on or off. Uh, Add that to the table. And then we have NFC, and that's going to be off on... Uh, connected. And yes, I see that I made a typo there with Wi-Fi calling. Sorry, can't fix it. Um, It's it's kind of weird that way. It's not possible to edit them. You'd have to delete it and re-add it and I don't have time to do that. Um, And we have mobile data. On and off. Add that to the table. And then finally we have mobile Connection. Two G. Two point five G. Three G. Four G. Oops! Darn it! No, this, I, this I do have to fix because you can't. Yeah, you can't edit. Uh, I don't think you can. Oh, you can. Okay. Ah. I will fix that one, just so this doesn't bother you. There was something that you can't edit, and I can't remember what it is. But let's go ahead and fix this guy because it bothers Dawn, and it'll actually start bothering me too soon enough. Okay, <clears throat> so now we have we have basically set up the problem here. Um. So uh, we say add system. All right, and now there it is now um, the next thing we're going to do is we're going build a uh, build a uh, uh, our tests our test configurations here and again it's popped this up it's menu up darn it There we go, okay. So um, the, here's the options that come up. Um, and now the, the, there are various algorithms, which the IPOG is the one that I always use. There are some other ones. You can read the documentation about how they differ. Uh, I read it and it said basically what I got out of it was, ah, hey, you should usually use IPOG unless you're dealing with something really huge, in which case you might use one of the other ones. So let's start off and say strength of one. All right, and I build the table, the test table, with a strength of one. And you see I've got five rows here. And basically, that corresponds to the number of uh, options for the factor that has the largest number of options, which is the Wi-Fi frequency, which has five, 2.4, 3.6, 4.9, 5.0, and 5.9. So this is just basic equivalence partitioning. If you do strength one, it gives you basic equivalence partitioning. Uh, Now you don't really need this tool to do equivalence partitioning, though you could use it if you wanted to. Um, So what if we actually want to start testing pairs? So we go, okay, it's not enough to just test each setting by itself. We want to test to see if combinations of settings are going to um, um, uh, create problems. Okay, so what we do now is we go in here and we say, all right, so let's set strength to two. Now, what that means is pairwise combinations, okay? And so I build the table now, and I should get around 20 rows, and I do, I get 21, uh, because the most, the the most, uh, the the factor with the most options is Wi-Fi frequency, it has five, and then, and then... The second most number of options for Bluetooth and Wi-Fi connection and mobile connection is 4, so 4 times 5 is 20, but sometimes you get uh, an extra row, but it's close. It's close to the theoretical minimum. Now in this table I basically have every possible combination of of, uh, option pairs across every possible pair of factors. So it's Bluetooth with Wi-Fi connection, Bluetooth with Wi-Fi frequency, Bluetooth with Wi-Fi calling. Bluetooth with NFC, Bluetooth with mobile data, Bluetooth with mobile connection, Wi-Fi connection with mobile connection, etc. cetera. You get the picture. Um, now, you're saying, okay, well, why, why would this be good enough? Why can I do this instead of the 3,800 or so combinations? Well, the reason this is good enough is that there have been studies done that show that, that most of the time, and you're getting uh, compatibility types of problems, The problem either arises from a single option by itself or a pair of options. But triples and so forth don't generally create uh, problems. Now, let's say that you are worried about a particular um, triple, though. You're worried about combinations with the three Wi-Fi options, Wi-Fi connection, Wi-Fi frequency, and Wi-Fi calling. So you go, okay, I want to force more combinations so then what you do is you go into the relations field and I go okay these guys here these three free, these three Wi-Fi settings I want to test with the triples of those I modify the system Okay, and now notice it says test set out of sync, so that means I need to rebuild. Okay, and I'm going to set now, I say mixed, because it's some some cases I'm just testing with one option, and some cases are singleton options, and some cases I'm testing the triples. So I say B, or build, and it says, okay, now you only have a single relation. Do you want to Add more relations, and let's say I don't to start with. That's warning. Hey, you're not going to generate all the combinations that you might want. Basically, what I was saying is it's not going to generate pairs or any other higher level combinations for any of the factors other than Wi-Fi connection, Wi-Fi frequency, and Wi-Fi calling. So it generates this table, which has 40 rows in it, which is uh, what you would expect and believe. Five times four is twenty. Times two is forty. Yep. Um, now, if we say, okay, yeah, you know, we really should have, we should force pairs across all of the other, uh, all of the other um, parameters. So, what we're going to do is again, we're going to go into relations, and we're going to say, all right, for all of these guys. I want pairs as well. So now I'm going to say triples of the Wi-Fi ones, and you got to select mixed here, it doesn't work out. Triples of the Wi-Fi options, in other words, all, all possible combinations of the three Wi-Fi settings plus pairs with all the others. And then it builds this. And again, notice 40 rows so now this is nice because I've, uh, I've got all possible combinations of Wi-Fi connection, Wi-Fi frequency, and Wi-Fi calling uh, together with um, all possible pairs of all the other um, uh, parameters plus the, plus the Bluetooth with, Wi-Fi, with the Wi-Fi parameters and NFC with Wi-Fi parameters, mobile data with the Wi-Fi parameters, and so forth. Okay. Okay. So that's the basics of the tool there. Now I want to show you guys one other thing um, that might be useful to you, and then we'll, uh, we'll open it up for Q&A. Um, what, let's say that you go, you know what? Um, it doesn't really make sense. If the Wi-Fi is not connected or if the Wi-Fi is turned off to look at these other possible combinations with the frequencies because it you know you don't have a connection so the Wi-Fi frequency just doesn't matter. So what we're going to do is we're going to fix that. We go into constraints And this is, you got to learn how to type this in. This is a little bit kludgy, but what you do is you type in a a constraint and there's a a documentation that comes with this that explains the syntax. But I say, okay, if there's uh, no connection for the Wi-Fi or... Wi-Fi connection is off, oops, (laughs) that wasn't going to be good, you've gotten to see what happens when there's a syntax error, but that's not what I want to be dealing with right now because we've already had enough of the demo effect. Then what we'll do is we'll just force Wi-Fi frequency be 2.4 which basically we'll just say yeah we're gonna we're gonna ignore that we're gonna ignore the the Wi-Fi frequency so we add the constraint okay well that was nice okay so it warned me and I was about to do And uh, B's warning me that I just forgot something else here too. Yep. Okay, so now we uh, add the constraint. Modify the system. Notice again, it's nice. It's warning us, hey, guess what? You're out of sync. So now we're going to rebuild. Remember, you have to select mixed each time because we have the mixed uh, strength. And it warns me again about, hey, I'm going to replace this. And now we're down to 28 combinations because you'll notice that whenever the Wi-Fi connection is no connect or uh, off, instead of getting a bunch of different possible combinations there, we're we're down to just Wi-Fi calling being on or off in those circumstances because we eliminated the Wi-Fi frequency as a possible um, variant. Okay, so uh, that is the tool. Um, so I am going to open it up to questions uh, at this point. If people have questions that want to ask, good. we'll be winding this down shortly. Sorry that we went a little bit over uh, uh, t- on time. We got kind of bollocksed up with uh, audio and visual problems. Um, so Dawn says, very interesting. Is the setup difficult? No way. The setup is so simple. What you do is um, you just download it. It's a zip archive. You download it and you unzip it and then as you saw I just go in and um, uh, let's see we can get that back up. Yeah, you just go in and uh, double click on Axe GUI right here. let um, me see it's highlighted and boom the, the thing comes up. It's exceptionally simple. Um, and then there's, um, you know, as I mentioned, there's documentation right here, this guy. that it's, it's a little, you know, the documentation is not what you would get on a uh, commercial app, but, you know, it, it'll, it'll work. Um, Scott says, does require Java? Yes, it will require Java. That's true. So if you don't have Java already loaded, you will need to load Java. Stephen asks, "How much coverage does the demonstrated uh, instance give you?" That's a good question. Let's take a look. I see you've used this before. I go to statistics, and it will say, "Okay, here's what your what your coverage looks like." See that? So. Maximum domain size is five because that's one of the options had, one of the factors had five options. Minimum domain size two, yeah, so we had to pair. So it created 28 tests, which across all of the different factors um, and and the options within each factor uh, covered uh, 259 of the combinations. Um, Beth says this is a nicer user interface than James Box All Pairs tool that I've used in the past. Yes, and this also allows you to uh, you do constraints and establish uh, different strengths of relationships too, which the All Pairs tool can't do for you. So this is is both free and actually usable um, and more useful than a uh, um, uh, orthogonal array because you can handle the constraints in the and uh, the uh, uh, Strong relationships. Uh, Denise asks, do we need to have admin rights to our laptop to run or set up? Uh, and what version of Java? I, you probably need to have access admin rights to set up Java, I would guess. I don't know for sure, but I would guess so. What version of Java? It's, I don't know for sure. It's never griped at me to say that I don't have the right version. So I would just download the latest version and run it, and it should work. Uh, yeah, Scott just says get the latest. Uh, nist.gov and search for acts. Don says yes, that's right. That's all you got to do. Go to nist.gov, search for acts, A C T S, and you can download this. It's completely free, and I've checked with the guy um, who's running the project, Dr. Richard Kuhn, who's a heck of a nice guy, by the way. So if you you know have comments or something on it, just send them to him, and he'll, I'm sure, pass them on to his team. But He's a great guy. Uh, I asked him, are there any export restrictions? Is there anybody who can't download it? There are no export restrictions. So wherever you are in the world, uh, go and get it. Uh, Scott says, version 3.0 is the latest version. Yeah, this is 2.9.2 that I'm running here. I haven't thought to upgrade it just because, I, <laughs> I, you know, whenever I do demos like this, you got to expect something's going to go wrong, as it did. But, um, you know, this is... Uh, uh, certainly working for me, but yeah, 3-0 would be the one you would get. Uh, Kath asks, what does ACTS, A-C-T-S, stand for? I have the slightest idea. Something about combinatorial testing, I would guess, but um, I'm sure it says. Um, Marie forwarded a link here, which I think might be useful to you guys, so I am going to go ahead and send this to everybody. Thank you, Marie. This is the uh, nist.gov. This is a comparison report. I'm guessing that this might be where the tool is or it's giving some uh, insight on it. Ah, okay, Marie knows that what the acronym stands for, Advanced Combinatorial Testing System. Um, well, Scott thinks it stands for Automated Combinatorial Testing for Software. So, I don't know. Mysteries that you guys can solve. Um, Uh, Vasily uh, sa- asks, is it possible to force some value like tilde instead of 2.4 in the previous example? Uh, in other words, wanted to, wanted to make it clear that it's tester's choice, right? So says, in general, is it possible to make a constraint that says in the case of some option is true then some factor option doesn't matter? It might be possible to do it. I wasn't able to figure that out. In this particular example, all I was going to do was, was make it force it to be 2.4 which basically says don't don't create five different combinations with this this wi-fi connection uh and wi-fi frequency when the wi-fi connection is no connection or off because it just doesn't make any sense so i was just going to ignore it um but i'm sure there are ways to diddle around with it to get it to do that it's very flexible and the constraint system is is really pretty much open-ended. It's a, it's a command line type of deal. Uh, it's got very extensible Boolean logic to it, so if you can master the Boolean logic, you're you're good to go. Uh, let's see, Donald says, the only way I've seen to give weighting to any particular value is to just specify it more than once. Have you found a better way? I Okay, I haven't really played around with it that much, Donald, to try to do that, but there was an interesting concept in there called base values. Um, let me see if I can try not to, to blow anything up here when I do this, but I'd see if I can get this base values thing up. Uh, parameters, what the heck was that? Let me just edit this to see. Here. Yeah, configure base choices. Something about base choices. it's in in the documentation it talks about those being uh, pre- some sort of preferential kind of thing. Yeah, Donald saying you mean base choice, and that is a different combinatorial technique. Um, okay, I, I didn't read it real closely. It seemed like there was some sort of way of weighting it. Um, Using the base choices based on the manual, I know you might give it a read, but I think your technique of I want twice as many of this option as any other would be the right way to go. Just put it in there um, twice, and uh, you know it should it should accept it. Um, Denise says, thank you. I work for the government and using tools is a nightmare. It will be interesting to see if I can use this tool. <laughs> well, given that it comes from a government agency, I would hope that they wouldn't have any problems with that. But um, I guess you never know. Um, let's see. Donald says, I was lucky to have found AX years ago and have found it to be the best of the four other combinatorial tools I have used, in my opinion. It also has great documentation, so I second any endorsements of acts there may be. Uh, The one thing I have not seen is the ability to include seeds, particular sets of all-way combinations, so that the generated cases will cover the pairs not included in the seeds. Have you found this ability? Uh, Donald, it does have the ability to import existing tests, so if you know how to edit, edit the XML file to force a particular combinations first and then that you can do when you do a build you can use the I think there's an extend feature rather than replace uh, which would build on top of that. Uh, So I think that might do what you're looking to do. I don't know you'd have to to dig into a little further. Uh, Let's see. Scott's got a little further detail here. He says, uh, uh, AXE is the Automated Combinatorial Testing for Software uh, developed by the Automated Combinatorial Testing for Software Group at NIST and the University of Texas at Arlington. Okay, Jody had asked earlier about the website to get the tool. It's, uh, as you see there, nist.gov. All right, let's see. Other questions here that we might have. Um, Okay, I got that one from Donald already. Um, Beth says, thanks very much. Um, I like this format where you walk through a tool. Got to get to work now. Bye. See you, Beth. Um, Oh, and here's Marie has, again, kindly forwarded a link, which I will send to all of you. Which is where you can download it. So now you all got the download link. Um, Okay, let's see. So, see if we got any other questions here. Uh, Looks like there's all this stuff about, hey, what was going on with the darn screen. Very frustrating that that happened. Um, all right, I think that addressed all of the questions. Now I want to just say one last thing uh, here. Uh, this is is really useful. This all pairwise stuff very useful uh, for dealing with combinatorial stuff uh, when there is no way of anticipating uh, interactions. Um, you do not want to use this when there is going to be any interaction between, there's, there's deliberate interaction between the, the factors. Uh, so this is like uh, if you know that two factors or three factors, four factors interact in some sort of mathematical or rule-based way, uh, the pairwise techniques will not find bugs related to improper interaction. Uh, they will tend to miss those particular combinations. So, um, so what you you need to do um, with those kinds of problems is to test uh, using uh, tools or techniques like uh, decision tables, state-based testing, and um, domain analysis, and Interestingly enough, not the next one key idea, but the the key idea after that, the next next one key idea is going to be about decision tables, so make sure to tune back in then. Um, Now, Maria is saying that she tried to download it. and She found that you have to send an email to request a copy to Rick Kuhn. Um, I'm going to post that information here from again from Marie thank you for chasing all these things down Uh, Don asks uh, this is good to know will the recording be available on rbcs.com yes it'll be on rbcs us.com it'll also be out on our uh, YouTube channel as usual so we'll have that out there okay so uh, having uh, I believe addressed the question addressed the questions and uh, demoed the, uh, the tool. Uh, thank you all for your attention and for participating in this inaugural uh, version of the One Key Idea. And I uh, hope to see you back uh, next time when we're going to talk about code coverage and or the time after that when we will talk about um, decision tables. Thanks, and uh, see you uh, next time.